Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. So here we are, one year alcohol-free. I don't know if you can hear the clapping. I'm, cla- it, it, I'm clapping for us. It, the thing about it is I, it wasn't a deadline that I had set in my mind. But it's a big milestone, to, I think. Yeah. It, I, the thing about it is I, I just quit counting days. I don't think I ever started, really. That's why I always had to refer to you. Because I downloaded an app. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, here, before we begin this conversation, we'll give you a candid look at what it's like to go one year without alcohol. But one of the best uh, quotes I've heard over this past year was, the alcohol-free life and sobriety should not just be reserved for alcoholics, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to... You don't have to hit a rock bottom or have some moment in your life, right, that that sends you to a alcohol-free life. Right. You don't need that. You can just be one of the growing number of people that are just saying, I don't think I'm going to partake anymore. Yeah. Right? It's You can do that. And I, that's where I fell in. I was just like, I had no intentions Going back to last year on December 26th, I had no intentions of never drinking, you know, in 2022, right? So it just kind of evolved that way because, you know, I went through the month of uh, January and February and I was like, ah, I feel pretty good. Then I started working out and eating healthier and getting more into that. And I was like, oh, I feel even better, you know? And then your mind starts to clear and you get further down the road and you're like, I don't know if I'm ever gonna have another drink again because it didn't it didn't do anything for me, right? So I, I was one of those individuals who just kind of fell into that. You don't have to like have a moment. You can mm-hmm. just decide that you want to stop and you, you don't want to drink anymore. And you can still live your uh, completely normal life. I have a hard time explaining that to people. but Well, because it, it's so right. ingrained in our culture and our society that it does feel like when you think about making that choice that you can't have a normal life yeah, or that it will be hard to do so. So one, one year having done, did you ever believe in your adult life that you would go an entire no. year? Well, because no, you, you, you went I, nine months a few times. Well, yeah, yeah. Because uh, while you were pregnant, you didn't But that's drink. different because yeah. there's an expiration. Right. And, like, and, and you're looking forward to that glass of wine. Yes. Right. And so um, my decision last year on Christmas, I didn't have a very 
functioning off switch when I got started drinking. Yeah. I tended to err on the side of too much. And I didn't drink every day and I didn't drink all day. But when I did drink, it was balls to the walls. Right. Party animal Jess. <laughs> and I thought I I never in a million years imagined that there was another way. And last year on Christmas, I had had one too many, and I just there was something inside of me that said, "You need to be done. You got to you 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 have to stop." And so I made the declaration that I was done drinking. And I'm I don't know what you were thinking at that moment. If you were like, sure you are. Well, I you know I was you know always the one that had to drive home, so I stayed somewhat I, I, you know sober. Yeah, yeah, but so I'm. I don't. I don't know what was going through your, so I was, your head when I made this bold declaration that I was done drinking. I, I honestly didn't know how long it would last because you had you you'd been down that road before. You had mentioned it and brought it up. Yeah. So I didn't know. And it and it was definitely different. And I didn't know what was different about it. I there was just something inside of me that I just knew that I had to stop. I didn't ever want to feel like that again or act like that again. Right. And so I didn't know how or, or what it was going to look like or if it, I didn't know, but I knew that I had to at least try. And so that was December 25th, 2021. Yeah. And then it was like December 26th came and I had a massive hangover and embarrassment from drinking too much at Christmas. But the thing is, it, it, when you're drinking too much at Christmas or any get together and everybody else is drinking too much too, it's hard to realize and, and come to that moment. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that was this, that was the journey. And I, I downloaded an app and it was called I am sober and it keeps track of your days. And at first that was really motivating for me. And I, and you could like at the end of the day, type in a few lines about how your day was. And I went back and read some of those little entries the other day. And I had forgotten how scared I was. I, I, I was like, I felt like I would compare it to, you know, when a baby deer tries to walk. Yeah. And their like little legs are like wobbly. And yes. that's how I felt. <laughs> right. For like the first 90 days. Really? Yeah. And not like I'm having a craving and I want to drink booze. It was just more like how do I function in the world without it was, right. was the harder part. Sure. For me. I think that a lot of people will go through that though. Yeah. That's a thing. I'm not saying yeah. I'm unique. I'm no, just, I'm but just I mean, saying that that's. But I would tell anybody. A who, thing I was yeah. I didn't anticipate because I had never felt it before. So you're saying that after that 90-day mark, that kind of went away? You felt like you got your legs? I just got more confident. I got stronger. What what made you more confident after that 90-day mark? I don't know. I mean, and, let's, and it's not specifically 90 days because... Yeah, it for, wasn't. I, I will tell you this. For, for a lot of people that do just decide to hang it up, again, that just quit, just... Uh, in the, there's a growing number of Americans that are just saying... You know, because of the science that backs this up, you're, it's like one of the worst things you can do to yourself, right? That are saying, I've had enough. And you'll hear that 
100 day mark, mm-hmm. which is about three months, yeah. right? A little over. And you'll you'll hear a lot of people reference that. That's why I was wondering if there was anything specifically at that moment. No, I think I just felt more confident in just owning it and in, sure. in saying I don't drink anymore or yeah. I quit drinking or or you know things to that effect because when you stop drinking it becomes glaringly obvious that alcohol is everywhere right at every event the it's it's everywhere it's the thread that holds social events well, together and and I think that it, I think it is like that I mean in a lot of different places but specifically where we live here in the upper midwest mm-hmm. i can tell you that it's not as much of an issue if you if you get away <laughs> like right? it's not like i mean there's people that drink a lot and there's mm-hmm. always those circles but there is a there's an issue and i don't know I, I can't put my finger on exactly why if it's climate or if it's just culture it's if it's a generational thing that's been passed on but and I'm not the only one. I mean, anybody who's from this area and leaves and then comes back will tell you that exact same thing, that this is a, a drinking community. Well, I think they do studies and polls and the upper Midwest and even the, the actual city we live in is in like the top five. Yeah, over here. it's well, Dakotas, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Wisconsin Iowa, Iowa, Nebraska. It's just There's not a lot else no, here. No. Yeah. And it's 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 a thing. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Not everybody. I mean, there's a a lot of my friends I know that are here now. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't drink anymore. I know. I remember the like in January. It was really easy to just say like, "Oh, I'm doing dry January. I'm doing dry January," because that's right. become really popular. And when when January ended, I remember being really nervous because I had just started a new job, and I was like, "Now how? Now I can't use dry January kind of as this like guys to hide behind." And I didn't know like what to say or what, how people would react. And I put way too much pressure on it because they didn't care. But I, I felt like they were going to think I was like weird or like wonder if I had a problem, whatever. Right. Um, so I remember using dry January to kind of, even though I didn't have intentions of drinking again, that was my little like social media banner, like dry sure. January, yay, mocktails. Cause it would, did you feel like you just didn't want to answer any any questions about it? Is is that why you felt like you could you needed some excuse? Yeah, I didn't want to answer questions. I was, you know, I didn't have intentions of drinking again, but I was also a little bit like, what if I mess up? You know, right? Like, yeah, it's an accountability thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. So the, you know, there was a little bit of that. Um, then there was just kind of like this. I, I don't know if it was embarrassment, but I think it was a little bit or like this fear of not fitting in would be probably more accurate. Right. Because you didn't know life without it mm-hmm. as your, your, your entire adult from high school. Yeah. Your entire adult life, including, yeah, your, my, my, your, my teenage years. You're right. <laughs> so you, you literally, it was such a part of who you were yeah, and your family and everything around it. That's, that was it. It's all I knew. So then when it, when I kicked it to the curb, it was just like me. It felt like I was standing naked in an auditorium. Like, okay, now I have to kind of figure some stuff out. Right. What about you in the first 30 days? Uh, it, 
I, I wasn't counting days or I wasn't thinking about it that much, I guess. I, it, didn't, it didn't cross my mind. The difference that you and I have, and we've talked about this, I grew up in an alcohol-free home, Yeah. right? My dad and mom didn't drink, and it was, it was frowned upon in their inner circle even because my dad was a, a man of deep-rooted faith, and he didn't believe that alcohol really served a purpose, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So I grew up in a home where there was, there was no drinking, mm-hmm. and it was just in the family around me and the friends that, my, that I had, my parents' friends, they, they didn't drink. I mean, that sounds bizarre to a lot of people, but that's literally the life. I mean, and there were there were people who did, you know, in the yeah. community, but my parents and their friends didn't drink. So I, it wasn't that big of a deal for yeah. me. And I looked at it more like, you know, I was getting up on the weekends and not having a hangover. Mm-hmm. So that was like, oh, this is pretty good. And then we went through the football playoffs. You know, that was the one odd thing for me, like not drinking beer and doing those things during the playoffs because I love the NFL playoffs. And uh, then I, I got through that first 30 days. And honestly, because I, I had told you the whole time, I was like, you know what? When we go to Vegas, because we had, I wanted to see that Doobie Brothers. Yep, and 50, we went in May. Uh, the 50th anniversary tour. It was supposed to see, it got canceled during the pandemic. So I finally, they came back and we went out there and we saw the show. And I was like, when we go back to Vegas, I'm going to have a drink when we're watching the Doobie Brothers. Because that's just, I mean, I, I can't imagine you know, sitting in there and just not being able to enjoy a beverage while I'm watching that. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? But I had got to a point uh, after about two or three months, I would say three months. Again, it's that 100-day mark, you know, Mm -hmm. somewhere around there, where I was like, I'm not going to drink just to drink (laughs) because I didn't want want to, right? I didn't want to drink to prove a point that I, I can drink. So I just didn't. And I just kept going. And then that's that's the first quarter of the year for mm-hmm. me. It was just like I, I, I hadn't made up my mind that I was gonna stop for good yet. But uh the further I got away from it, the less I even considered yeah. going back. So an interesting thing that we noticed is because we did a lot of the same things at first that we had always done. Right, yeah. And so then you're kind of playing this like game of roulette where you're finding out, is this something I actually like to do or a place I like to go or did I just like it because there was alcohol Because you were drinking. Or did the alcohol make it tolerable? It's the same, and it's the same thing, by the way, with people in your life. Yes. Are are you? Do you like that person, or do you just hang out with them because you want to drink with them? So there's this. You'll find that this kind of game of roulette that you play that is tricky. Like it's not always pleasant because sometimes you do things and you're like, "Well, crap!" It turns out I actually don't like to do that. Don't like it. Yeah. Um. And I did, I had reservations about going to Las Vegas and some people are like, how did you go to Las Vegas like five months, you know, only having been alcohol free for five months. And I was like, I I don't know, but we did it and it was an awesome trip, but I did have reservations. I was like, what if Las Vegas, which is a place we love to travel to. Yeah, I love it. I'm like, what if, what if that ends up on the list of. I just really like to get hammered on the strip. Because <laughs> we did a lot of that in the past. And it didn't. It isn't. Right. 
And no. so I was really happy and we had a ton of fun. It was actually, I think, one of our best trips there. Yeah. We hiked at um, Valley of Fire, Valley of Fire, which is gorgeous, and we never would have done that because there wasn't booze there. Right, and so um, there, there is definitely, I would say, to anyone who is considering going alcohol free, there is a little bit of a like, I don't know. Well, it, it, and it depends on how how important alcohol was in your life, right? But I will say this, and we talked about this, and we had referenced it throughout the year as we were doing our podcast, but. When, when you decide to take a year off from drinking, I, would, I will warn you this. Everything is going to be a first again because all of the events that you went to and the things that you did where you normally were drinking, you're going to go back to some of those same things without alcohol and you'll find out they're not that fun. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that you'll just learn again, right? Because I I never liked, just as an example, before mm-hmm. we continue, I never really was a big fan of outdoor music festivals, like three-day jobs, you know, where you go and you camp and you or you stay in a camper mm-hmm. or whatever. I was never a big fan. I drank to tolerate them, literally, because everybody else was drinking, so I did it, and that helped me tolerate that. Not drinking alcohol, I guarantee you. We didn't even. I won't even consider. because We didn't even no, try that. I won't one. even blink because I don't want to. No. It's just stupid, right? So I, I, I love to go to shows, by the way. I enjoyed the shows we went to in Vegas. Yep. I like to go to a nice show in a nice venue and then go back to my hotel room yep. and go out and grab something to eat or something. That's I'm, I'm not into this wandering around hammered. Right, just literally blasted like everybody at these outdoor music festivals. No, thank you. I, you know what? I understand. There's a lot of people that are young that enjoy that, and some that aren't young that just are. And we went to a lot of grandparents them. that enjoy it, right? But that's not my bag. It's just, I don't enjoy it. I, I, I didn't like it. I never liked it. I, I just said that for years. And alcohol helped me tolerate it. Sure. So it numbed it. Yeah, I got rid of the alcohol, and I'm like, I don't ever want yeah, to. I don't get even near need to one of these experiment no. with one of those. So that's an example of mm-hmm. the, of firsts. But then you go through all the holidays and all that stuff as well, and and social events too. Where right. You, where, Just everything. So it's a first. Everything is a first. If you're like, oh, we always do this on the Fourth of July. If you decide to give up alcohol, then you will do that. And you'll find out if you like it or not. And you'll find out if you tolerated it because you were drinking or if you actually enjoy it. And you may be pleasantly surprised that you're, you were actually doing a lot of things that you enjoyed. Right. Or you may be like, well, crap, what do I actually like? Because it's yeah. none of this stuff. And so, that's kind of where I found myself by about June. To be, yeah, to be candid again and to be honest with you, you, you will find that there's a lot of individuals and a lot of things that you did in the past that you're no longer going to do. And you're not going to hang out with people that there are certain, that you're, that's just the nature of the beast, right? Mm-hmm. It's, if, if alcohol was all that brought you together with somebody and you stopped drinking, that relationship's going away. You I'm will, gonna be honest with you. That just happens. You will have a lot of relationships that change. Right. And you will have a lot of moments. If if your social life and if alcohol played a role like it did in mine, you will have a lot of moments where you feel like you don't fit in. 
and that has been probably one of the hardest parts for me because I've spent my entire life doing everything in my power to fit in. And so then to make a choice that immediately makes me not fit in um, (laughs) has been interesting. But it's also been really great because I've had to sit with that and ask myself why it's so important for me to fit in and why, why I need to feel like everybody likes me or like I'm the, you know, the, the cool kid or it's, it's made me really consider like, why is that so important? That acceptance of others. Well, in this, in this one year journey that you've completed without alcohol, what was the toughest thing? Oh, there's been a lot of tough things. Give, really, can, I mean, I can think of one, really I can think of one that stands out because it just, yeah, it. I had had some expectations for an event yeah. that I was going to, um, and it was a complete disappointment, and I felt left out. I felt sad. I felt like I didn't fit in and I felt almost like it was intentional with the people that I was hanging out with. And there's a couple of them like that. Not all of them. No. And and I don't even know if it was, but that's how it felt in the moment. It it felt like they were intentionally leaving me out and, and making me feel like my choice made me like, the black sheep. Right, right. And that was really hard. Yeah, I re- I know exactly what you're and, talking and about. And I came yeah. home and it was it was a hard night and it was a hard I, few days. I think I think uh the hard part with that was uh well there there was a lot, but I think the fact that you thought that that was going to be individuals that would support you. Yeah, and I just my and expectations it, it wasn't were... there, right? Because I think at that point, because that was middle of summer. Yeah, I think there was this. Still, is she serious? Yeah, there was a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. And then one thing I will tell people as well too: you will find out. And this is I'm not just saying this. You're going to figure out and you'll notice it because you're going to be awake. And I, that's the word that that's the best word I can use to describe how I feel after one year with no alcohol. Mm-hmm. I feel very awake. There's a lot of people that want to do it. Yeah. That can't. And there, there's going to be a certain amount of animosity if you're close with them, right? When they watch you successfully doing it and they can't. Yeah. And I'm not saying that to just, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm just saying that it's literally a thing. It's you're doing something that they haven't been able to do. And when they see you continually, it's something they really want to do as well, right? Or they'd like to, but they just can't get there. And that's kind of and the, that's a tough that's a tough pill to swallow. The the learning opportunity because I tried to look at things that were hard. And try and figure out, like, what am, what do I need to learn from this? Right. Because I'm not making all these changes and working on all of this healing to not learn. So right. then, like, that that event, 
I had to, one, learn to temper my expectations and not expect. Especially. The the um, acceptance of other people. Right. And and I had to, that was kind of the moment where I was like, this is this is my deal. Like, I don't need them to feel proud of me. I can feel proud of myself and I, and I can just own that piece. And so then I started bringing my own mocktails everywhere I went for events. And I, I started to get a lot more vocal about it. Like on my personal social media, just about not drinking and about what life is like. And you, you can do it and, and have a social life, but you also have to be an advocate for yourself where you're you're planning ahead and bringing your own stuff and you're saying no to things that don't feel like they're going to be right. And I had to, I said no to a lot of stuff this year. Sure. Yeah. Because I I I could play the tape forward and know how I was going to feel leaving. Right. And so I just said no and didn't go. Yeah. And that was hard too. But I I learned it and and then I was I got really good at boundaries. Sure. You need boundaries. Some of the boundaries yeah. were kind of more like walls, which is probably not recommended by mental health professionals, but sometimes sometimes you need a wall. Yeah. Oh, yeah, too. for sure. <laughs> but I, I said no to a lot of things because then that that moment this summer was a huge learning opportunity because it it showed me some true colors and it right. just and it showed me things that I needed to not situations I needed to not put myself in. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the one of the difficult things for people that that, that they're going to run into if they try this is if you're successful and you and you and you really do enjoy it and you embrace the lifestyle and you see the change in yourself and you start to experience that to watch people you love continue to go down the other road yeah that's not a good feeling, right? And there's and you can't preach to people like that, man, because that just drives them. They'll just get them. It gets crazy. And yeah, and I and I try and I. I know, I, but I don't. I know you don't. You don't. I know you don't. I don't either. You know, and it's sometimes. But I want to nor, sometimes. Nor, like, normally, there's another way. Normally, I, yeah, I just you know, I'm like teach their own. But there's there's every once in a while you cross paths with somebody in your life, and you're like, I can see what it's doing to you. You know, mm-hmm. and then it's that's a hard thing because I don't I don't maybe I'm a- approaching that wrong, you know. But I'm just I don't say anything. But I mean, here's okay. Speaking of the one year thing, you if if there's somebody that you don't see for a year, right, and you you take a year off from drinking. And you, let's say the next holiday get together, if you stop now and then next Christmas you saw one of your relatives that drinks pretty consistently and you stopped, you would see them and it would, you in, a, in an entirely different light. And then you would think to yourself, God, that was me a year ago. You know, that's, that's, that's something that happens. You know, I, I, I've, I've brought that up. I said, you know, it's it's a tough. <laughs> that is a tough. That's one of the toughest things to look at. We took a picture on Christmas last year, and it was at the end of the night. 
and it's a terrible picture. <laughs> and we we took a picture this year on Christmas, and so I put them in like a little app, and I did a side by side comparison of the two. And we don't look like the same people. Well, yeah, you're you're gonna physically change a the lot. Physical changes, yeah. are jarring, but then it make looking at it and seeing the external physical changes makes me really curious about the internal physical changes, like in your organs and your heart and your brain and your all of those things that the alcohol is obviously I read, negatively impacting. Yeah, I've actually read some articles. There are some interesting like little on, online tools of like... Oh, it, 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 like with your liver, which yeah. can repair itself. And then when it starts to do that, and some, and some of the, your other organs, and people are like, oh, why does my skin look so great? That's because your body is starting to put itself back together. Right. That's what's happening, literally. And it takes... All of those organs in your body are making the rest of you look pretty good, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's it's just starting to repair itself. Again, I hate to use this <laughs> reference, but you're literally, when you drink alcohol, you're just pouring poison into your body. Literally. That's all you're doing. There are no health benefits. This BS that people try to say about red wine, you could have a handful of blueberries and do yourself a whole <laughs> lot better than a glass of red wine. Yeah. Okay, so there's no... There is no, there, there's no benefit to drinking alcohol. I mean, you can get a small benefit from some of the nutrients that are in there, but you can get them from real whole foods right. and everything else. So there's, I mean, you're dealing with probably the most powerful, them and petroleum, the two most powerful, powerful lobbying groups and that I'm mm -hmm. even aware of, right? But anyways, what we talked about the darkest moment there. Yeah. And that's, you know, going and meeting, getting together, and you were expecting a little bit more affirmation. You didn't get it. You basically got. Yeah, I just I felt really excluded and well, left out. I think. Well, I think here's uh, on that note. For going back to that moment, I think when sober people walk into a situation like that, the people that were in doing that type of thing and just got the booze out and they're drinking, and that they don't know how to they don't know how to approach that. Yeah, that's and, weird for them. And in right in this group i was the only one who didn't drink me and I, the, I was there and i didn't drink and yeah and the only one you and i were the only ones that did not drink that had ever stopped drinking right, right yeah so it it was yeah so that was a dark moment i don't i don't want to revisit it anymore <laughs> no but i mean but that's uh, the reason is people need you're going to run into stuff like that yes you and, are and, 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 and i'm going to uh, and, and it, it it will likely when you run into those moments it's going to be what you were thought close. You thought were close friends and family, right? That, well, that's yeah, the moment because that, it's the people that yes. you're spending time with that you're around. Right. Um, but you you just have to look at it like, what is the lesson that I can learn? How can I grow from this moment and not let yourself go down a path of like, f it. I'm just gonna chuck a bottle of wine you know yeah, like well, yeah. give up no god no i did no i don't i i watch well, it's not me it's just not my personality anyways as defiant as i am you know i want to start something like that i'm like good you know you are defiant. i mean i am i mean it's like i mean it's like i don't i don't care what people say i mean after you know all the years in broadcast you got to get pretty thick skin 
My right? skin has gotten much thicker this right, year. Right, yeah. It's just like I don't not, it doesn't bother me. That at it all. has definitely and and my my people pleasing tendencies are getting better. Yeah. It's right. some it's still a work in progress, but that's another area that I've And by the way, the thing about it is I have a lot of friends that still drink. I mean, it's not that's not a big thing. The the people who don't know how to deal with you when you don't are the ones that probably need to take a look at themselves, yeah. right? Because well, that's yeah, because you're a mirror. That's where it's at. That's exactly what it you is. You know, especially right? yeah. if, if it's if it's people that you spend a lot of time with, and your ha- your drinking habits were similar to theirs or are, you know, if you're someone who's still drinking and considering, then when you stop, you're like a mirror, right, to them, and so how they act and what they say is just them projecting onto you, not really anything to do with you. Right. I mean, so once you can kind of understand that it helps, it, yeah. it helps it be, be easier to deal with. Yeah. So, I mean, and people most, as you progress through the one year, you'll start to develop a whole new circle Yes. of people that don't, that just know you as somebody who doesn't drink. And that, that when, when you get to that point, you start to see that develop, then you realize you get, you're getting your life back. Well, you're kind of starting a new one is what you're doing. Yeah. Did you have any big challenging moments from this past year as far as alcohol stuck out? Like that were not really (laughs) again. The, the, the reason I say that is because I don't think that it, it was, it wasn't a big deal. Like I didn't have any. Like when I stopped in, in January, nothing. I, everybody was like, "Okay, you might have night sweats, or there, or you get to the weekend, you might have some anxiety if you're used to drinking on Friday." I didn't have any of that. So I just, I, I honestly, one thing that I was, I did deal with that I thought was a bit odd was I was like, "I'm kind of bored." And the, when I say that, right, I will tell you this, and you and I talked about this last night. I said, if you meet your friends like just a couple of days a week or maybe it's just on the weekends on friday or saturday or whenever or you, for cocktails mm-hmm. and, you, and you do those things if you're a guy and you stop and have a couple of beers or whatever when you remove that from your life you need to fill it with something yeah. else because you just can't stop drinking and go home and sit down and hide right so I would tell people, literally, find something that you enjoy, that you're passionate about, that you're going to continue to do, and fill the void that alcohol left. Because I I don't care if you're just what you call a casual drinker, and a lot of people will find out they were a little bit more than casual. Yeah. But if you're one of those people, you will, when you completely stop, you're going to realize how much of that it actually how much of your time it actually took up, right? And even if it was just sitting on the couch watching football with drinking a beer. Right, right, right. When you take the alcohol out of it, like you're going to have time where you're like, now what do I do? Right, and and people ask a lot about, you know, the, the health and fitness journey and why I go to the gym five or six days a week. Because that's what I do now. Mm-hmm. I don't drink at all, right? So, and I don't stop for beers here and there. So, it started out as a couple of days. And then I went to three or four, and I just got into it. And it's just like it kind of becomes 
dare I say, a hobby, right? Mm -hmm. And it gets under your skin, and you're benefiting from it greatly, right? So all of a sudden, oh, this is actually good for me, and I'm getting more fit, I feel better, and you start to pursue it. Mm -hmm. So that's that's how one, one of the big things for me was going and finding something to do like that. So I went up and saw John. I've been telling him for years I was going to do this, right? I said, I, let's, I need a trainer and let's, let's take this seriously. And, and that's what I did. And that, that did fill a huge hole. Yeah. And it, it can be fitness. It can be gardening. Yes. It can be baking. hiking, baking. I don't care what it is. It's painting, something. crocheting. I've poured a lot of creative energy into fashion. And it's right. like just styling outfits and taking pictures. But it's fun and it brings me joy and it is a is a use of creative energy. Um, but yeah, you you got to find something that lights you up, right? That, for sure, that that you enjoy that takes uses that creative energy and kind of gives you purpose. It's weird. You you'll realize how much. Alcohol takes center stage in everything mm -hmm. that you do in life. Yeah. Well, maybe it's not that way for everybody, but it certainly was after, you know, almost three decades in radio. That's what I knew, noticed. That oh, yeah. It was center stage. Everything we did revolved around it. It was, let's get drinks and let's do it, yeah, right? And, and we'll drink while we're doing it. And is there going to be drinks? Right. And if not, we got a drink before. Right. And that wasn't just us. That no. was everyone that we were around. Yeah, that was the the whole industry. And it wasn't just the not just the entertainment industry either or broadcast. It was I know guys in all different walks of life oh, yeah. and it's the it's, same thing for them. It's the it's same everywhere. thing for it's the same thing for everybody. It's everywhere and it's it's so ingrained in our society. That no matter if you're if you're celebrating, if you're mourning, if you're stressed out, alcohol is the answer. It's as bad as cocaine or heroin. For it literally is. Those. I know, and it's and it's like, and the thing about it is, it's because it's legal and it's been glamorized. Yeah, and, and it's been made acceptable, right? And it's part of the culture that we live in. Nobody looks at it like that. Mm -mm. Except for a lot of medical professionals who see the results of what what it what yeah, what happens, sad. right? It's insane to me that that they went on the big campaign to kick tobacco and cigarettes and everything else to the curb and show the damage it had done. But alcohol, which is far worse, yeah, it just I mean, flies it, under it, the radar. It, yeah, just it's amazing. It really is. Well, well, when you see it from a distance, it's just like wow. Yeah, how'd that happen? I mean, it's it's at baby showers and birthday parties and it's everywhere kids events it's yeah. everywhere it's and and i was in it i was so deep in it that i didn't see it well most people don't until i removed it and then i was like whoa it's 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 wild it's yeah, eye-opening it is did you have any high moments like victories or you know Things that uh, stood out as like, wow, I'm, I'm really grateful for this choice in this moment. I'm to be honest, <laughs> yeah, I stopped thinking about it. 
I did. I, honestly, I got once I started. I would say going back to like April, around that time, May. I went once I started working out and stuff, and I got in. I just didn't. Out, the the not drinking thing was not something I thought about. I just didn't. It. I forgot. I just didn't pay any attention to it. Honestly, I didn't. I didn't. I. And I. I'm just one of those guys. This is the confusing part for a lot of people. This and and it, it's this huge population in this country that are in that gray area, right? They're, they're drinking yeah, habits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Here, if you have a, just a, a line with a finish, a beginning and a finish, down on the far end, you'll have the guy that drinks maybe one beer a month, right? Mm -hmm. And then on the other end of that, you'll have the guy that drinks a couple of beers every night probably or a couple of glasses of wine for somebody. And then on the weekends, they get intoxicated, right? On Fridays and Saturday nights, maybe even Sunday afternoon for Sunday, fun day, but they're steady drinkers. And then there's a big population of America that are sandwiched in the middle somewhere, that gray area where it's like, you're not always drinking, but you're drinking more than you should. And you just don't, you, you don't really fall on either end of the spectrum. You're somewhere in the middle. And then you just decide to give it up because mm -hmm. you're like, you don't need to. And, and when you do that, you know, there's all these people that there's this one of the stigmas that I, I feel like is out there. Like everybody, if somebody tells you they don't drink, there's a lot of people that just assume you went to rehab or something, which is fine if you did. Right. It's great. But if you need it. But it's like, no, I just decided I don't want to drink anymore. And one of the. Going back to things that drive you nuts that I really hate about this is trying or having to explain to people why I don't want to drink because there's not really a reason other than it makes me feel like crap and I don't like what it was doing. You know, it, it didn't fit any purpose in my life, right? So, but because of the society we live in and the culture, mm -hmm. right? They look at you like you have three heads if you tell them oh, you yeah. don't drink. And oh, I'm yeah. just like, I don't get it. I'm like, why am I explaining to you why I don't want to poison myself? <laughs> why don't you tell me why you want to put that stuff in your body, right? And, but that's how it should be, but not in the world that we currently live in. No. You have to explain to people why you don't drink. And it's just, why is that a thing? It's true, though. It's just ridiculous, and right? And, of course, you don't owe anyone an explanation. No, but I, I don't mind telling them, but I'm like, God, the fact that this is where we're at, yeah, right? This is where we are at as a society. I have to explain to you why I don't want to dump poison in my body, right? Literally. And then you wonder why the aliens don't land. They're like, you guys, are, this <laughs> is like, weird. They're like, this is what is going on down there, right? I mean, like, it's just to me, I'm like, that's just insane. It is. It's literally insane. But I, I, I completely agree with you. But I look back to 18 months ago and I would have been that person that was like, what do you mean you don't drink? I don't understand. Yeah, I, yeah, Why? Why don't you drink? And I would have thought it was weird. Yeah, it's which it's, shows you how far I've come, but also what our culture is like. Yeah, that's that's the one thing, you know. And and uh, I would tell people this too: if you're in an environment where you want to quit, just stop drinking for whatever reason. Mm 
Mm-hmm. You're just done. You want to try it. You want to try taking a year off. And you're not surrounding yourself with like-minded people. It can get really hard. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine because I've had people tell me, well, I would like to do it, but my spouse doesn't want to. And the entire neighborhood, because that's the kind of community we live in, right? Mm-hmm. People, especially during the uh, warmer months of the year, they get out and they're in the garages, even during the winter. Yeah. You know, they're getting together and they're drinking. And, and that's a big thing in neighborhoods. So if you're the one person, including your partner, spouse, whatever, mm-hmm. you're that, you're just all by yourself and they're doing this all the time. I, I don't. I would tell you to get some professional advice on that because I can, I've had people say that to me and I'm like, I don't have the answer for that. No, I think that would be. That's really hard, hard, man. It'd be really hard. And, and, and if you're really struggling with it, I mean, it, it like you are, it's a, it's a big deal and, and you understand that and this is going to be hard for you and you're not getting support in your home. Mm-hmm you're probably going to run into some problems. Yeah. That's just the facts. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you the truth. And you're probably going to want to go get professional advice Absolutely. on that. You're going to have to because otherwise you're just going to you're not going to get anywhere. Mm-mm. It's going to be too much. It's just going to be too much. I'm not telling you to go out and get an, a divorce attorney, right? I'm not saying that. I'm telling you that you have to make even if you're not, if you're engaged, living together, married, whatever, you're going to have to have a serious conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to, I mean, very serious. And explain to your significant other what you want to do and why mm-hmm. and what it means to that, you and what support would look like in your mind, mm-hmm. right? Because if you don't do that, you're. it's going to be, it is you're going to feel like you're under assault constantly. Yeah. Right. And I, I've heard that from people and I'm like, I can't imagine because you and I talked about that. If last Jan, going back to the last December 26th, if you said, I'm going to stop drinking and I actually did, I said, I don't think I'm going to, but I did. Well, you said, I'll, I'll stop for a while to support you is right. what you said. And I was like, okay. And I didn't expect you to, but I really appreciated it because I knew it was going to be a little bit of a bigger deal for me. And you're like, I'm not going to be done forever, but I'll I'll stop for a little while to support you. And I was like, okay, cool. If you would have kept even just socially whatever, that would have been hard. Really hard. Oh, yeah. 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 And I think opposite, like if you would have said, I'm done drinking in your way and obviously it was less of a big deal for you than it was for me. And I would have kept drinking at the pace that I did. I think you would have gone insane. Yeah. Yep. You would have been like, I don't want to be around this. I I would, I told you, you and I have talked about this. I said, if it, depending on how extreme it is, it can be a deal breaker. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, it's just, it's a tough situation. Yeah, it really is. I mean, if, if if your significant other is just very casual, like, hey, we're going to go out for dinner, I'm going to have a glass of wine. Sure. Or, but if it's a continuous thing and it's part of the lifestyle, then it, that, be hard. that could be very difficult. Yeah, Because I hear that and I'm like, God, I feel for you. 
Mm-hmm. I do. I, I don't know. I don't have the answer. I can tell you this, but there's probably somebody that could probably put you in the right direction. And you're going to have to ask yourself some tough questions, mm-hmm. right? What's important to you, right? Oh, it's tough. It is. That's a hard one. That's and really I, hard. I'm just being honest. That's going to be something because I know there's somebody because I get messages and you do too as well. But there's somebody listening right now who faces that exact yeah. circumstance. And I would tell you this, you know, I, I don't have the answer. But, the, but I'll tell you what's not the answer. If you want to stop drinking, to continue to drink and just give in is not the answer. No. Because you're going to, it'll build animosity. Resentment. And, and oh, my God. Yeah. It is not going to be good. Yeah. So you got to deal with that up front, and you got to figure that figure out how that's going to look if you really want to tackle it, yeah. right? It's, so that 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 is something that I, I, I don't have the answer. But there's professionals that can speak to that. Who would probably be able to give you the the better? Yeah. Well, you know what you need to do. They'll just help guide you through that yeah. that process, right? I do want to, you know, having done this for a year, I do catch myself once in a, once in a while talking to some of the younger guys. Like when I'm at the gym and stuff, I tell Brett all all the time. I'm like, he's my trainer, by the way. I said, don't get into that culture, and he's not right. He's not, but I don't want him to. I mean, I'm like, I feel like I'm talking to him. I'm like, I know I'm not your dad, <laughs> but he's this incredibly bright, intelligent. He's super fit. To, he loves, he's, he's passionate about fitness and, and what he does. And I'm like, dude, just go with what you got going. Mm-hmm. You don't need, I mean, he's got beautiful girls just all over the place. Cause he's a, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, he's just a handsome guy, he's right? Adorable. He's a good looking guy. He's, he's incredibly fit. He's smart. He's got great demeanor, and he's just, I'm like, you can do whatever you want. Your life, you literally can do whatever you want. Don't get into that drinking game, right? Because I've watched what that has done to people. And I get it, because it is that that societal pressure and that, like, fitting in. I know, and there's a ton of guys, too, I know, that are in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, and and they're like, well, I'm too, I'm in too deep. No, you're not. No, you can. But li- I get why you feel like right. that. But you're not. I did it. I mean, yeah, I, but me I mean, too. But granted, I get it. Like it's you can look. It's easy to look at your life in that situation and be like, "There's no way." Right. Right. But there is a way. But I. But the reason I want to encourage people is because the payoff. Yes. It, I will tell you this, and it's it takes a little bit of time. But if you stopped drinking today, right, as you're listening to this, if you stopped drinking and you took the whole next year off, 2023, and during that time you started to eat healthier and you found a regular exercise routine that you enjoyed, you would get one year from now and wonder why the hell you waited so long. Mm -hmm. And... I can tell you right because the further I got along with it, I mean, it's just like you get to you'll you'll cross a bridge where you're like, I'm not going back, yeah. right? You're, you you get to yeah. that point where you're like, why would I, why would I want to do that again? Oh yeah, right? no, I I think back and and just like looking at that Christmas picture from last year, and I'm like, I never want to feel like that again. No, or look like that, or look. Oof. My God. You don't realize it. I did it. share it on my personal Instagram. 
Oh, did you? I didn't. I I, I just shared the one of me, the close up of me. I didn't you, share the one of you. You know the one the one thing that I've learned too is because you've been more open with it on social media. Yeah, I, I haven't. I don't really talk about it because again, it wasn't that big of a deal with me. But now here I am a year later, and there's still guys I run into that I know that don't know that I haven't drank any. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm like, no, I because. I, I had a friend of mine is like, let's uh, let's meet. I haven't talked to you in a while. Let's go out and grab a couple of beers. I'm like, well, let's. I'll, I'll go out and meet with you. But he's going to be a sh- ginger ale. He's going to be shocked when I have like an O'Doul's mm-hmm. or something. And the reason I am going to meet him because I want to tell him and be like, dude, go tell everybody else that you know that knows me. Because <laughs> Just- this is, I mean, because I don't want. I always thought I don't want to sound preachy on social media. But and and to be fair, you know. A, a, the majority of our listening audience, and it's always been, has been more female, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, there's not a ton of guys. There's more women than men that listen to the podcast, yeah. right? So a lot of them are just know me from the old radio days, and they're just like, I'm like, dude, I just no can't look at me, right? I'm like, I don't. They're like, man, you lost a lot of weight. You look great. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you want to know what I did? <laughs> I stopped drinking. And I didn't post about it, right? I did, like, hashtag dry January last January. But I didn't start being open about it, I don't think, until, like, late spring. And it's because when I was open about it, I would just get, like, floods of messages from other women that would have questions and say they were thinking about it too, or they wanted to reevaluate their relationship with alcohol. And I was like, there's something to this. Like they, when I decided to quit drinking, I didn't have someone to look at that was like me that had quit drinking. Right. And, and by like me, I mean just like an average mom. I'm a mom. I have a job. I have friends. I'm involved in the community. Like just, doing regular things, but doing them without alcohol. Right. So then I was like, what if I could show women that you can just be a regular mom? Right. You don't have to subscribe to the the mommy wine culture. Right. That that is a real thing, by the way. You know? Yeah, and I so know. then I just I then I got really open about it. And I, I saw someone post on Instagram the other day and she was like, I'm not drinking right now, but I'm not gonna make it my whole personality. And I messaged her and I was like I know it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, I wasn't talking about you. And I'm like, it's fine. (laughs) Right. Right. I totally called her out. But I mean, you do, you don't have to be vocal about it. You can stop drinking and not talk about it. Yeah. And I know that I did that. And, but I did that. But one of the frustrating things for me was people are like, they still don't know how to, they're like, they look at, like when we're together, they're like, "Is George want a beer or a?" I'm like, "No, I just not. I just no." Yeah. The so only people, I don't know. the only people that definitively are, are like 100 percent know that I don't. I think are John and and Brad, all the guys at the gym. The gym no, guys. They, they know that I don't drink, so that that's the only people that like know. They're like, "Nope, he doesn't drink." And people listen to the podcast. Well, yeah, but I mean, we have yeah, talked about it right. here, but I don't know. I just feel like if I can give up alcohol and help anyone else consider it yeah, for their lives. Yeah, for sure. If if posting about it and talking about it and being open about it can help even one woman consider an alternative, then I'm just going to I'm I'm going to keep doing right. it. Right. And by the way, there are uh 
sober coaches out there that do this for a living, and that's becoming super popular, and some of them are really good, and that's another another method people have used to help quit, help them quit. Yes. Right? Is, is, and you'll see them every, you, if you search one, get ready because they'll flood your social media <laughs> because they're everywhere. I they mean, are. It's, that's just become a, a really popular thing. So you'd want to vet the individual that you're going to hire and make sure that you get one of the a legit, you know, somebody who knows what they're doing, but they're out there and they do, they do great work. There's also yeah. um, what is known in the alcohol free space as quit lit. And these are books that are written by people who have quit drinking, whether right. it be, um, you know, like a rock bottom story or some of them are more kind of factual based on like what alcohol does to you mentally and emotionally and physically. Um, and I read all of them last winter. Right. <laughs> I read right. all the Quitlet. Um, but one that I, there's a couple that are really, really good. If you are interested, you can message us and I'll yeah. send you the titles because there are a few that really helped me at first when I was just getting my bearings on like this new life. Right. Um, but I'm a reader. And so sure, that's, yeah. that, right. that's naturally where I go when right. I want information is to a book. So um, Quitlet was it was a huge help for me. Yeah. I, I think uh, for me, just, I just like, like the algorithms with social media, they'll, they'll find out what you're interested in, what you're doing. And now all of my stuff that, that I'm inundated with is all health and fitness stuff. Yeah. And I love it, right? Because I'm learning so much from a lot of these guys. And by the way, if if you're a guy, or I would assume a female as well, and you want to take on this trend that's growing the health and fitness game, and you want to get into it, if you eliminate alcohol from your life, you are going to give yourself a huge, and I mean a huge advantage when it comes to get start, when it comes to physical change, literal mental as well. But it's, I mean, you you're light years ahead of everybody that is still drinking. It's not even close. And they'll tell you that, right? Mm -hmm. The guys that are into it, they're like, if you can give up alcohol you are going to be way ahead of everybody that doesn't. I had someone tell me that at JP Fitness years ago. And I was like, no, unsubscribe. I don't want to hear it. Right. But he was absolutely right. No, yeah. I mean, these guys do this for a living. Yeah. They, they know what that does to your body. He right? was like, do you drink? And I was like, yeah, I, I love wine. And he was like, if you, give, if you gave up wine, you would meet your goals. Right. And I was like, mm, no, thanks. And Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is... If that's your if that's your big goal in 2023, even if you're just a casual drinker, if you eliminate alcohol from your diet, you will see immediate results. And then down the road, as you're because it takes a while for that to all clean that out of your system. Mm -hmm. A couple of months down the road, you'll really feel it. Yeah, I would, and you'll see your body composition. Everything is you're just going to be light years ahead of the guys that that don't stop drinking. That's not even a question. I would say if you're considering stopping, I think don't put an end date on it. No. No, no, no. Don't no, do no. dry January just to get to February 1st. Right. You know. Or don't 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 start the year and be like, "You know what? Come New Year's Eve, 2023 heading into 24, I'm going to have a glass of champagne waiting for me at midnight." Don't don't think because because odds are you won't 
If you go an entire year without drinking, I'd be surprised I'd be if you shocked. wanted a glass I'd of be, I'd be shocked <laughs> if you went back. I will tell you that. It's just going to be because you'll figure it out as you move along. It's hard to explain to people what it's like until you experience it. It is. And I had a, I had several moments this year of like overwhelming gratitude that just like were just kind of flashes in the moment. One was um, on my birthday when we were celebrating the just the four of us with the kids and we had my cake and they were singing happy birthday and I was like crying because that's what I do. But it was just that that reminder of like I'm fully here. Right. I'm fully present. I am awake for this moment. Right. And I it was like during Christmas too. I, I felt like that several times of like I am here. Right. Awake. I'm gonna remember it all. I'm I'm not gonna wake up and they're gonna be 18 and out of the house and I right. missed wasted. it. <laughs> I mean and it, it literally it, it doesn't wasted. Even, and it doesn't even have to be just kids. There's gonna be a lot of people. Again, this movement is real. I'm going to tell you that right it now. Is. It's not. This is not some fad that's just coming and going. There, if you get like ten years down the road from right now, there will be the group of people that chose this path, and then the ones that didn't. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a very stark contrast. You, you'll. You'll. It'll be. You'll know, right? And it's. You don't want to be on the wrong end of that. And not to sound preachy again, but I'm just. I'm telling you the honest to God truth, because. I, it's just, it's strange. And I don't want to say this because I don't want people to freak out. But you get to a point where you look at, you, you'll run into people that you know and you can see the grip that it has on them and what it's doing to them, right? And it's just like, oh, man, you can't, and it's, you, you just can't say anything, right? No. Well, I, I don't anyways. I, I'm sure if it was a loved one, right, if it was your your brother or your sister your, or, or your your significant other, I, I just think that at some point you would want to have that type of a conversation. But, man, I tell you what, I see, and I've watched so many guys in my industry that just drank, 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 and drank. I mean, they were, they, and they were fun guys, great mm-hmm. guys. A lot of them are dead. Yeah. I mean, they get in, I mean, there was the older guys, right, that like them, that old school you know, the old sales guys and mm-hmm. just, and even DJs too, as well, that got into, I mean, not just alcohol, but some of the harder drugs. And it was just like, it just wrecks you. It just destroys it just, you. It's, it's such a weird juxtaposition because it happens. It doesn't happen overnight, but it feels like, like I didn't always drink too much. But then when I did, it was all the time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just all of a sudden it happened and I didn't even realize it was happening. Right. And that to me was, I think, what kind of woke me up. You'll hear, you'll hear the frog in the boiling pot of water analogy all the time. Yes. And that's very true because if you, if you drop a frog just into boiling water, mm-hmm. he's going to bail out because he knows he's dying. But if you turn the burner on and he's in cool water initially and that just gradually heats, yeah. it'll kill him. Yes, that's, he, he won't, that's a great analogy. Yeah, he won't recognize that's it. exactly how I felt. Like, yeah. how did I get here? But then now looking back, I can see how I got yep. there because that's literally what it is designed Somebody to do. Somebody turned the burner on. Like, it is... And you got a, out. Addictive poison. 100%. That is yeah. 
meant to addict you. So I it's know. like if that happens to you, it's not your fault. It's tough because people don't want to hear it. No, I know. You know but I, just, I mean, I'm I, assuming if you're listening to this episode that's called like one year of sobriety, you're probably you're, well, you're at least curious. That, you know, that's what got to me. You're not hate listening to it. Like, shut up, George and Jess. The sober curious movement was something that was started by millennials, right? Ow, ow. And, you know, seriously. And so, and I'll be honest with you, when I started digging around, guys my age that were like, you know what? I stopped drinking. I started working out. I got into a healthier eating plan, and this is what I've done in one year. And I looked at those guys. I'm like, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's how it happened to me. I mean, I was influenced by other guys. And this... This group of guys, is it's growing, and it just continues to grow all the time. And now you're starting to see some really cool things in metro areas, like dry bars right? Well, and alcohol-free bottle shops. I think health and wellness spas are going to be a big thing as well. And um, like alcohol-free festivals and weekends where you can go and do all the fun stuff, but nobody's... Well, but, but, but plastered. I, right. But I think that you're going to see more people just at regular events that even have alcohol at them, not drinking. Sure. And one of the big reasons for that is going to be the, uh, the, the rise of cannabis and, and the THC movement that you're seeing, even mm-hmm. with the CBD stuff that we have here in Minnesota now. And that's really popular with the young people. Again, no hangover. You're not damaging. You're not doing the damage that you are with alcohol. And it's a, it's a completely different experience, but most likely, and it's coming quick, you're going to see a, a recreational cannabis use mm-hmm. grow quickly. There yeah, will be a lot a of things that look very different in yeah. just a, even I, a year from I, now. I, I, would, I'm, I would, and I'm going back to this decade thing. You know, I would, I would tell people this. I mean, it's in 10 years from now, it's going to, it's going to be very different. Mm-hmm. The, and, and and it's not the change that it was from 10 years ago till now. There's something different happening right now. It's the whole approach to the way we it's live. It's spiritual awakening. Well, you can call it what you want, <laughs> but there's this these younger generations, I would say uh under 40 have it have a better idea on how to live longer, healthier and happier. Mm-hmm. And they are not going to just run the old grind that the that we were through generations right. taught, right? right? And it and it all does fit together. You know, we've talked about like the quiet quitting and the great resignation and all of these things. It's all part. It's of all it. it all fits together. It's all this like thriving for better. Right. And like not settling for how things have always been. Yeah. I I would say this. If you're serious and you want to try a life without alcohol, just to see what it's like. 30 days is not long enough. Mm -mm. 60 days is not long enough. And 90 days is not long enough. You're looking at the minimum, a minimum of six months. And I would, I would encourage you to give it about a year. Mm -hmm. Try one year, try to take 2023 off. And I would be willing to bet most people, but if, if you stick with it, not, oh, I fell off the wagon. I drank this. Well, don't. Don't do it. Stay away from it. Don't drink. And by the time you get to the middle of summer, early fall, you'll never consider going back to mm-hmm. drinking again. You won't do it. You, it'll, you'll, 
they'll have evolved to a point where you're like, why would I want to do that? And two, it's like beating yourself your head against the wall. That's yeah, just like, yeah, like, I do that. Give it up for a year and use that time to figure out what your passions are. Right. Figure out what you actually like. Meet people who you can have intelligent conversations with. Go places that you've always wanted to see. Like take the year and like really go for it. Seriously. Now, having said that, I think everybody's in a different spot. Absolutely. I, I, I want to say that right now. And if you, and you don't have to tell anybody, if you know this in your heart and in your mind, that there's going to be some issues when, when you stop consuming alcohol, whether they're physical, emotional or whatever, and you got you have a problem, talk to a doctor, Absolutely. right? If, if you don't have one, I mean, I would go see one and get an appointment, right? And tell them what you want to do and they will direct you to the right people and get you what you need to get through those initial stages mm -hmm. of that. I didn't have to deal with any of that. Again, I was just, again, I'm one of those gray area guys who just decided to stop. And I feel blessed that I was able to do that, right? But I know, and I have friends who wound up in rehabilitation centers mm -hmm. or went to their doctor and got medication yep. that helped with withdrawals. And there's, there's, I mean, you and I, a good friend of ours is a pharmacist that deals with this stuff, yep. right? And, and there you, is help. Yes, and there is a my safe, God. There's a safe way to do it. Yes, don't, don't, if, if. And there it, is support. Right, so if you're there. If you're in that situation. Right, if you're there and you know that, I mean, you don't have to share that with anybody. You call who you need to and make an appointment mm -hmm. because you're, you're going to need that, right? You're going to need that support. And then they'll help you find the emotional support as well where you can talk to people who will help you work through things mm -hmm. like all the dilemmas we talked about with friends and family yep. and all that other stuff and how you can handle that, right? Because, I mean, I'm just telling you my experience and I've because of my experience, I've met so many other guys who have stopped as well. And for some of them, it was a lot more difficult. Yeah. I mean, it, and I'll say, I'll be honest with you. I know guys who have, who have not drank in years who still get cravings and it's, and it's a mental thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, I'm like, what's that like? And, and they're like, it's probably sucks. It's yeah, it's not good, but they, they learn how to power through it. Mm -hmm. Right. And they've learned to with, you know, proper therapy and things, they've learned how to mentally approach it when something mm -hmm. like that comes up. So it's different for everybody else. Absolutely. But I would, you know, again, get the help you need. Don't let that deter you. If you're if you're in your mind, you're thinking, I'd really like to try stopping, but I can't, you can. Mm -hmm. Just do it safely. Yes, do it the yeah. right way. And the the first thing I would tell you, if you believe that that you're going to have that that kind of uh, physical the, 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 reaction, those kinds yeah. of issues, and it's not just physical. I think a lot of it's emotional as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's a big thing for some people. So because the alcohol has been burying things that you haven't that you've needed yeah. to probably deal with, and you haven't for years. Ah, uh, yes, right. And so we didn't even get into that. And, but the, and if. Like I, I digress when I say take the year off and like, you know, find your passions and, and do things that make you happy. Like you might take the year off and just find yourself 
working on you. Right. And that Literally. might be uh. like reading and journaling and going to therapy. And maybe that's all you got in you. Right. And that's okay. Right. You're still going to get to the end of the year and be better than you were. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's not even, yeah, it's not even a question. So, you know, and I, I get this all the time. I'd like to do it, but I don't know if I could. You can. You 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 can do it. And some, one, and if you do, you, you won't regret it. There's going to be some growing pains. Oh, sure. Yeah. Most I mean, likely. there is. It's not. But I'm, I'm telling you. But you, it's worth it. You get to the other side. Uh, I'm, real quick, this is something everybody can relate to. I'll give you this is what it's like, right? I think most people have been in a bar at closing time. A lot. I think uh, the the memories that stand out to me is when I was younger, mm-hmm. and you get to that two way. They make last call, and then nobody's everybody runs gets their last drinks, and they're hanging out. It's been you, you're you're intoxicated. It's late in the evening. There's a lot of people still hanging out, and then they turn the lights on, right? And remember how jarring that was, mm-hmm. and shocking how you didn't like it. And you just like, I don't turn them off. We got to get out of here. We got to get back someplace or go someplace mm-hmm. where it's dimly lit again. That's because you didn't like reality and you didn't like what you were looking at and you didn't like what you had become in the last six hours. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. That's exactly it. So when you stop drinking and the lights come on, you're not afraid of it anymore. And you embrace that. And the people, that still drank are going to scatter for the darkness. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's 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 that same mentality though, right? Right. Yeah. It's learn to embrace the light. Right. Right. Seriously, don't you you're not or like meet those al- dark parts of yourself where they're at. Well, and- yeah, but alcohol is is the dark. It it covers and conceals. That's what it does, right? It, and you, you don't. If you don't like what you see, and you want to, you want it, you want that what they call social lubricant, and that's what alcohol does. It just kind of covers everything, and it keeps it foggy and dim Fuzzy. lit, and dim lit, mm-hmm. so you can't really see what's going on. That's why when I say if there's one word that I would use to describe what I feel like, and I've heard another journalist actually use this, she said it was awake. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's a great term. My God, it was a Star Tribune reporter, right? And I read her take on her one year. She did it one year, and then she, like a lot of people, is like, no, I'm never going back. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I remember reading that, and I remember thinking, like, why would you ever do that? Yeah. So, But she said, you know, when she got to the end of the year, she felt awake. And I was like, that's I know that feeling because she started. And, it, and it, sometimes it's uncomfortable, but you learn to attack and deal thing, deal mm-hmm. with, deal with things. That you normally would have just ignored. And then you learn like that the discomfort is you growing. Right. It's and like you're you're learning, you're leaning into the discomfort and learning through it. Yeah. Yeah. It's I would say, you know, learn to live in the light mm-hmm. because the darkness, no, not a good spot to be. Not good at all. So I again I, I want to encourage people and if you if you if you're going to give it a uh, give it a try, we'd love to hear from you as well. Mm-hmm. You can message us. I know there's so many people over the past year that, as this has continued our journey, have inquired and asked, you know, what's it like? How do I do that? Is it 
Is it as hard as I think it would and I've be? Heard, I've heard yeah. from several people who ha- are, you know, celebrating 60 days or, yeah. or six months right. that have kind of been following along. And so it's fun to, to hear from you too. Like, right. Cause I, I like to celebrate those milestones because I know that they really can mean a lot. Yeah. You don't need to, and I certainly do, hope you don't wait until you hit some kind of rock bottom. Yeah. That's not what you want to wait for because there's not always a back a way out of that, right? No. So on that note, it's one year. Congrats. Congrats. We made it one year. And again, it's not, I, I wasn't counting days, so it's really not that big. I was freaking counting days. <laughs> it wasn't a big And it thing. wasn't like counting days to a finish line. It was yeah. just like every day that ticked by, I like got a little bit more confident. Well, do, don't you think heading into 2023 that you're going to feel more like a sober veteran? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I certainly feel a lot more comfortable. Like a vet? And a lot more Like I got it. Confident. You know, I could talk to anybody about it. I'll tell you what you need to do. Well, and just I like I was, I'm in an organization and we were having a Christmas party and the girl who's organizing the party sent an email and she was asking for beverage rec- recommendations for the party. And I flat out asked her, what are the alcohol-free options going to be? If, if there aren't any, I'll just bring my own. And she told me at the party, she thanked me. She said, I would have never thought of having alcohol-free options besides water. So thank you for asking. Right. So it's things like that where I'm getting much bolder in just being an advocate for myself and for potentially anyone else who's at that party right. looking for an option. And you're seeing uh, you're seeing those options even surface on uh, restaurant menus now. Yeah. Not necessarily so much locally, but a lot of the Twin Cities restaurants now have mocktail mm-hmm. menus. Well, they say that the alcohol-free beverage market is like one of the fastest growing industries right, right. now. And there will be moments where it won't feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm when just, you're at a restaurant, I'm going to be honest with you. Ordering a pop, right? Soda, or if you're at an event and everybody's, and that's you have your option is bottled water or a sprite, right? And I, which I don't mind. Like at my class reunion, that was another low moment. Was <laughs> well, that my class I don't reunion? Know why you went had, to that anyway? I'm never going yeah. again. But they had <laughs> bottled water. That was their only alcohol-free option. Right. Well, you got to consider where you were going. And I was like, right? yeah. I'm leaving. But anyway. So you learn on that you note, learn. on that note, I do. I want to encourage you because you, it's, you know, it's here we are in the last week of December, you know, and, and it, at, at any point you can start this, but I would really encourage you to take the whole year off. Mm-hmm. Take 2023. Hangover free in 2023. Yes, do it. Do it. I'm telling you, give that one year and see what you feel like. And if you've decided to tackle it, uh, you can certainly shoot us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, again, you can find all of our podcast episodes, and uh, you can. Uh, there's got to be connections to uh, messages on our website, right? Yeah, you can message us online or messages on social media. There you go, social media it's as all well. there, and and you can find our wonderful sponsors. And by the way, Jay Longs is having a heck of a. New Year's giveaway on Instagram right now. Really? Yes. Wow. With Heat Salon, with Giddy Skin, with Studio E Pilates. <laughs> like it's a good giveaway. Okay. So I know their Christmas one with the with the Louis Vuitton was 
huge. Bonkers. So yeah, get get over to Jay Long's on Instagram and get get entered in their New Year's giveaway. All right. On that note, uh, continue to enjoy your time off if you have some. Mm, if, I'm off till the new year. Yeah. If you're working, if you're working this week as well, take it easy. That's yeah, all right. I hope it's a quiet <laughs> week for you. And again, we encourage you if you want to give it a shot. Take a year off without 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 alcohol. We did it. I'm, I'm telling you. And we're not going back. Like we're we're, we didn't yeah. like hit a finish no. line. We're. I'm not. Yeah, that's that's not a. That's not like I got to this point. I'm like, oh, now I can drink again. I <laughs> crack have, a beer. Have no desire no. to. So have yourself a fantastic week. And uh, again, we'll be back soon.